0: Okay, so maybe the title could still use some edits. I decided about a month ago to transition out of education entirely, at least for the time being. I'm trying to find a job that has absolutely nothing to do with children or childcare or academia of any kind. Do I'm not going to lie, it's a struggle, my friends. The only jobs I've ever had excluding a work-study stint in college have involved kids. Teaching and being a teacher have always been elements I consider to be a core aspect of my personality. Disclaimer, I believe these tips will also work for education-related jobs outside of schools such as instructional designers, etc. In teaching interviews, I always used to talk about what I consider to be my first experience teaching, reading to my younger brother as a first grader and watching the plethora of younger cousins coming up at every summer family reunion. The first real job that I got my senior year of high school was working at an after-school program tutoring and playing with elementary school students. I have always wanted to be a teacher and I have always been a teacher. While I'm sure these delightful tales warm the hearts of many, exclusive experience in childcare does not warm the heart of the world, which, dominated by the patriarchy, devalues and belittles the very significant and tangible skills used in professions dominated by women. We are just teachers just like all mothers are just mothers just like nurses aren't real doctors just like secretaries aren't real businesswomen just like. Well, you get it. I've previously written about teaching being akin to an abusive relationship, and that metaphor still remains. The cycle of abuse relies on the notion that the abused individual does not believe that they deserve better than the horrors they are facing. Teachers are used to believing that they are just teachers, just working with kids, just delivering instruction, and so many of the daily tasks we don't even consciously think about. We knew what we were getting into, so we shouldn't expect better, right? I haven't been at this very long, but I know how it feels. Transitioning out of teaching feels more intimidating than any parent-teacher conference or faculty meeting or demonstration at the Capitol for a living wage and basic human decency. How do our skills translate out of the classroom, let alone out of the field of education entirely? How dare we dare to dream of being valued for the skills and unique attributes we bring to the table? Dare with me, dear reader. Here are just a few tips that I've discovered as I've begun this journey for myself. 1. Reformat your resume. Here's an example Teachers. Pay. Teachers. Independent instructional designer slash small business owner, 2020 present. Created manuals to empower customers to execute high quality educational experiences that engage their learners and transform their instruction. Created organizational resources for customers to use to enhance production efficiency. Marketed my small business via social media. Name of school districts I've substitute taught in. Substitute educational facilitator, name of city metro area, 2020 present. Facilitated learning experiences when a regular instructor cannot be present at various city metro area institutions. Provided stability to instruction in a rigorous academic environment. Implemented organizational structure to enhance group communication and project management. Utilized interpersonal skills to integrate into existing team dynamics School district I formerly taught in Educational Instructor City, 2021, who cares what months Designed and executed multi-subject instruction Communicated with colleagues and community members to optimize learners' academic performance, co-planned team events, and strategized positive outcome growth Evaluated learner knowledge and skill level to customize instruction. Adapted instruction for learners of different backgrounds and abilities. Utilize computer applications such as Microsoft Office, Google Suite products, etc. to optimize communication. As they say in PD, what do you notice? What do you wonder? Give your resume the glow up it deserves with these fabulous resume templates. Give it some color. Show off a little bit of your personality. Use active verbs in the past tense and remember the person reading your resume has no idea what teachers really do because, what don't we do? I also recommend including a professional headshot photo on your resume. Find a neutral background, mine's a brick wall, wear a professional shirt that does not have a pattern, do your hair, brush your teeth and smile. I know it's the end of the school year, but try and look pleasant. You're getting the hell out of teaching after all. Here are some examples. In my opinion, Natural lighting always looks best. Take it from someone with a theater degree. 2. Reformat your LinkedIn in a similar fashion. I changed my bio, and now it reflects the following. As an educational facilitator, I execute learning experiences for K-12 students of all backgrounds and abilities. My passion as an instructional designer has led me to create my own small business offering educational resources for unique and engaging learning experiences. I endeavor to continue my journey envisioning my next chapter and List Your Desired Field. I am passionate List Your Passions and how they relate to your desired field. From name of university, I hold a degree and have also obtained certification through the State Department of Education. View my resume here, insert Resume link. I use the same headshot for my LinkedIn profile and my resume. I think it helps folks remember your face. They sometimes interview lots of people. Three. Create a list of the skills you use in your current role. Verbal communication, written communication, interpersonal skills, intrapersonal skills, here's the difference, public speaking, negotiation, collaboration, data collection, data analysis, Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, learning management system, Google Drive, virtual instruction, conferencing, event planning, organization, data tracking, writing, grant writing, customer service, CPR training, tech support, community outreach, transportation coordination, curriculum writing, performance analysis, etc. Think micro level. Remember that the person looking to hire you likely has not dealt with anything education related since they were in school, even if they have kids. This list should inspire the active verbs you use on your resume. 4. Research what job titles actually are. Corporate trainer, project manager, administrative assistant, Sales coordinator, etc. can sound like a foreign language to those who hail from planet edu, the titles can seem intimidating, at least they were to me. Google away like a mad person. You want to make sure you understand the role before you apply because you don't have time to waste. 5. Align your skills list with your role research to find out what you actually want to apply for. 6. Also research the types of benefits available. I had no idea 100% medical coverage was even a thing that existed until a company mentioned it to me in an HR meeting I had immediately following one of my interviews. 7. Apply, apply, apply. You need to be customizing your resume for every single job you apply for. Use your writing skills and bring to light your most relevant skills for that position in the description of your previous or current role. It's about the quality of your application, not the quantity of your applications that will land you your desired role. In other words, don't half-ass extra credit assignments when you didn't put 100% into the actual class coursework if you know what I'm saying, winking face, you want to boost your GPA, stay with me on this metaphor, not just pass the class. Research the companies you're applying to as well. Do they align with your values? Does the field genuinely interest you? 7. Interview Time My biggest tip for interviews is to use the fact that the folks interviewing you have more often than not been a teacher or worked in the education field to your advantage. Keep in mind that your role is to explain and prove the parallels between your skills and what they are looking for. Example, in my previous role as a teacher, I communicated with a wide variety of clientele from students to parents, to colleagues and supervisors. This speaks to my adaptability and interpersonal skills that would be required in this role. Make your interviewer see the comparisons between your current role of teaching and the position as you understand it. Be mindful of your nonverbal body language and cues. Smile, sit on the edge of your seat, be cognizant of your posture, make eye contact, actively listen, stay calm through your nerves, and don't be afraid to pause to think or ask clarifying questions. I am a huge believer in manifestation and visualization exercises. Come up with a mantra you can repeat aloud. Write yourself a pep talk. If it helps, think about what you would say to a student, say it out loud. Find a calm space, close your eyes, and visualize a successful interview. For me, this is more effective when I visualize actions rather than the specific words of the conversation. Think about it like intentional daydreaming. Picture yourself greeting them with a firm handshake. See yourself smiling and actively engaged in conversation. Relax your shoulders and drop your jaw. Engaging in mental rehearsal, even for 10 to 15 minutes, can have a significant effect on your well-being. Do a power pose. Common interview questions, and how you might answer them. How are you? Be honest. I'm great. I'm looking forward to, these are examples, the weekend because my partner is taking me out to a nice dinner and or I plan to relax at home tonight to watch The Bachelorette. I'm excited to be here and learn more about the role. How are you? You want to engage the person interviewing you on a human level and appear personable. Show genuine interest. Just saying I'm good, doesn't provide a jumping off point. Instead, it ends the conversation. Tell us a little bit about yourself. They don't need to know about your education or background, they have your resume. Meet them in the here and now. In my current role as name of role at name of company I've been able to use these skills that I feel translate to desired position as I understand it because of these reasons. Can you tell me a bit more about the ideal candidate for this position? Don't be afraid to end your response with a question. Interviews are a conversation and you'll appear more engaged. What is your greatest strength? My current role has allowed me to grow significantly in specific skill through list contributions to name of company which translate to this role's need for someone who has such and such quality in order to the effect that quality would have in the role, etc. such as grow productivity, make an impact with clients, etc. What is your greatest weakness? Be honest but have it be relevant to the role. My own answer to this question is, an area of personal growth I'm prioritizing is becoming more attuned to my own personal limits. It's important to me that any projects I complete are of the highest possible quality, so I don't want to take on more than I can handle in a given time frame or with limited resources, etc. When I do have a lot on my plate, I most often prioritize tasks by deadline and make a plan to reach milestones of bigger projects that might require more finesse. There's absolutely nothing wrong with role-playing interviews with someone you trust to practice. 8. Ask at least two questions at the end of your interview. You are, most likely, unless you're really just not feeling it, which is fine also, in the mindset that the conversation is going to continue as you move forward with the next steps when you get hired, so make your confidence clear by asking some questions. Here are a few question ideas that you can use as a backup if you're not quite sure what to ask that will work for most interviews, is there anything about my experience or qualifications that I can clarify? What do you enjoy at the company? How have you grown since working at the company? Where does this role fit into the company's dynamic and our culture? How have past employees been successful in this position? What challenges does this role pose? What does success in this role look like? What growth do you expect for this role? I think more than three questions are too many, so make them intentional, and the interview with a firm handshake and a smile. Send a follow-up email shortly after your interview thanking them for the opportunity to interview and mention that you look forward to hearing from them, especially if they didn't tell you when you'd hear back. 9. Salary expectations as a concept completely dumbfounded me as a person with exclusive experience in childcare, aside from a work-study stint in college. Remember that companies budget a set amount they plan on paying the employee they hire for this role. Rather than an hourly or yearly amount, consider negotiating using the phrase within 15% of your budget for this position. Keep in mind there are other things a company can offer you besides just a great salary, such as really amazing health insurance. The good news is that you're very likely getting a raise when compared to teaching, have a list in your head of what benefits are the most important to you based on your unique situations and what you prioritize, be that health insurance, retirement, or something else. 9. This is going to be controversial advice and I fully realize this tip does have my own privilege as a single, young person without children attached but do not just take any job you are offered. Here are a few criteria to consider when deciding whether or not to take a position offer. Do you fully understand the role? Are you satisfied with the salary and benefits being offered? Are you excited about the position? Can you see yourself in the position long term? Can you see yourself growing significantly personally and professionally in the role? Were the people who interviewed you and the company atmosphere personable? How did they treat you as a candidate during the interview? Do they understand and more importantly, value your prior experience and skills you gained in the field of education? Is there an appropriate work-life balance? Taking a job you don't want can lead to the misery and burnout that caused you to leave teaching in the first place. Just the other day I had an interview that I thought went very well. But the people interviewing me all agreed that the job was stressful and state. After the heinous experience I had as a first-year teacher that had serious determinant effects on my overall well-being, I saw this agreed-upon admission as a giant red flag and decided to go in another direction. Why? Because I'm worth it. And, dear teacher transitioning, so are you. Best of luck.